1: It's Wednesday Wonders, science fiction and fantasy on the Mutual Audio Network.
2: The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance.
3: Here's something you've forgotten the universe is a helix, an infinite vortex of dimensionalities.
1: Welcome to Reimagined Radio. I'm John Barber, producer and host. This episode is Nirvana and Guhenna, an interdimensional documentary written by Gerald McGwin and produced by three-time Emmy winner Mark Rose. McGwin and Rose, both of Portland, Oregon, say this story is about three worlds, three dimensions, one future. As they explain, the world we know as Earth is part of a multiverse, a helix of spirals connecting multiple dimensions, universes, and worlds. Five spirals above Earth is dry smoke, and nine spirals up is farwan. Any major event can ripple up and down the helix, spawning parallel events. When an eccentric scientist from the dry smoke continuum stumbles upon a way to bridge these multiple universes, the story of Nirvana and Guhenna begins. Sounds interesting, right? Let's listen now to Nirvana and (laughs) Guhenna.
2: Welcome to the Quaymet Broadcasting System, the Quintocracy's Imperial Communications Sphere Apollon, operating at an assigned vibrality of 57.9 pentajulagase. And now, Transdimensional Media presents a quarter moon entertainment.
4: Subject, Earth, also known as Terra and Coymet, capital of the Quintocracy. Correlation of similar events in parallel dimensions. The air disasters of the Hindenburg of Earth and the Vossenbinder of Quaymet.
5: The ship is riding majestically toward us like some great feather. Riding though it was mighty, mighty proud of the place of playing in the world's aviation. The ship is no doubt best in the...
6: To doing the doing up. To I now. What? And here it comes, the majestic Fassenbinder, a classic anti-grav dirigible, steeped in the history of our visiting dignitaries. It's a beautiful, clear twilight. The orbital auroras, backlighting the Fassenbinder as it descends. The crowd seems very receptive. One can only hope that the interplanetary tensions after the Igle-Mareninov-Solarium Wars will be mitigated by this unprecedented visit of Marinian Royalty. Mooring ships are heading in now. Secure the great ship. Secure the ship to its There's been an explosion. I thought I saw a rocket. So, something went into one of the four anti-grav fans. The other fans are failing. It's going down into the bay. Up. I see bodies falling. Great faith. The turbines are upside down. They're they're pulling the wreckage underwater. It, it's sinking! They, they can't get to it in time!
7: There's nothing we can do. Central? I can't stay on. I can I was in that crowd. My sister was on that ship. I can see from your reaction they did not tell you this before the interview.
4: I'm sorry, I had no
7: idea. No, no. It's all right. I'll go on. Ratings, my dear. Remember that. I have no explanation for these events. Only a rationalization that won't bring back those who are gone but if we understand, truly understand ourselves and all around us, maybe we can alter this over time. Maybe we're meant to, at least I hope so. Honorable
0: Mahuddin Anna Narova of the Institute for Cultural Understanding, HSB Cuaiman. Tonight, she and two others, Grendon Thales, galaxy-famous dramatist, and Professor Thedgar Redlington of the Quintocratic University of West Withenham, will give their views of astounding new discoveries. I'm Katara Collins, and it is my pleasure to host tonight's Transdimensional Media Presentation.
3: Nirvana and Gehenna, life in alternate dimensions. Tonight, we take you to two other worlds, uncounted gigalight years above and below us, yet tied to us. Sister worlds in a universal family. Here's something you've forgotten the universe is a helix, an infinite vortex of dimensionality.
0: This was the opening of our trans-dimensional series, The Golden Age of Farwan, recreating events on a world discovered five spirals above us, called Aradam sublimely advanced yet now in peril and three spirals below us the strange planet of Terra or Earth rising from a misted past like an autistic child struggling to understand itself and its place in a
7: temporarily forgotten universe. What we have discovered is that the universe is like a DNA strand. New technology now allows us to listen in on those dimensions below and above us It's really quite amazing. Let's go to Grendon Thales, thespian and
0: colleague.
3: Well, as an actor, drama is my bread and butter. But I'd gladly see less of it in the real world, if you know what I mean. The world of Farwan gives me hope. I think it's so good for our children to have an example of what life can be like beyond commerce and endless wars over natural resources and interplanetary shipping lanes. Oh, thank you very much. Do you want anything? Okay, we're good. Thanks. I feel privileged to have been a part of bringing this to the public. Well, there's no denying that it's a complex culture that has had its deep-rooted struggles as well, as have we all.
4: From the QBS presentation, The Golden Age of Farwan, narrated by Grendon Thales.
3: Out of the mists of legend, the conquerors of the dawning time leave a dark imprint. The primal past becomes a disturbing modern form of expanding imperialism. The city became all, and all lived for the city.
7: And we found this DNA encoding of light and dark? Potential good and evil are merely mirror images of the universe that called us into being. But as above, so below.
4: Transdimensional Archive Records. Subject
7: Terra.
5: As long as it remains within my power to prevent, there will be no blackout of peace in the United States. Navy wing cameras show the type of action that has carried task forces deep into Japan's secondary defenses at Palau, 500 miles from the Philippines. Our fighter planes take care of straggling Nazis. Parts to make up 100 B-2s were brought from Germany and proving ground officers are carrying on experiments involving war and peace uses, but the future use of rocket power knows no limits. An atomic bomb breaks loose from a mounting shackle in a B-47 jet over Florence, South Carolina, plummets to earth, causing a sensational freak accident. There was near disaster for those within range of the TNT, that is the bomb's trigger. Six were injured. The home of Walter Gregg was turned into a shambles. But despite the havoc, authorities emphasized the explosion was not a nuclear blast. The bomb was not assembled for firing. Standard procedure during transportation. Spring at home, but unmindful of clock or calendar, the Vietnam struggle goes on. A Viet Cong ambush of a U.S. Marine Rough Rider truck convoy kills one American leatherneck
1: wounding four others. The group says it has new evidence suggesting that explosives, not planes, alone brought down the two World Trade Center towers and a third 47-story skyscraper on that fateful day, September 2001.
0: you have just experienced are weapons of war from the sister world below us, Earth. In an unprecedented two thousand years, this planet went from crudely forged swords to nuclear fission. With their lifespans cut to one-tenth their original span of 600 to 800 years, also due to an act of war they have now forgotten, it seems that the people of Earth have concentrated their brief lifetimes with a ferocity of spirit that now threatens them with extinction yet again.
3: And how is that different from our own galaxy? We've expanded to the stars, and now it's planetarism instead of nationalism. Leagues of solar systems against other leagues of solar systems. We may live longer, but wisdom? <laughs> yeah, still working on it. Mm
4: from the Dry Smoke and Whisper's Holodio archives. Topical moments from this popular QBS entertainment series. It was the strangest of summers. The heat bristled off Quaymet like some kind of ironic divine retribution for the so far covert wars caused by The new power source, solarium.
7: In the beginning,
2: there was fire.
0: Now, there's solarium. The harnessed life force of worlds without count. Lighting the cities of an entire galaxy. Solaria, Making modern life possible. Another impossible dream made true by Omnimind
2: Galactic.
1: This is the Freedom's Cry Holodio Network. Two weeks ago, we interrupted a Grant Industries info pod, full of pre-recorded propaganda, to bring you a live broadcast from the solarium mining sites. We repeat it now. The report after the static is what's really happening on the outer province world of Kambudana.
0: This is Mayanagitan Gitan of the Freedom's Cry radio network. What
7: you hear behind me is the true sound of Unquanaut and Kambudana. <laughs> We're being hunted down by security guards inside the mining compound
0: run by Grant Industries. <laughs> I repeat, Grant Industries.
2: They are coming. We cannot stay. <laughs>
4: Down below us was the most amazing machine we had ever seen. It was a sphere almost a mile in diameter, sunk into a vast tiered pit. Hundreds of arcing walkways came out from ringed balconies in a gridded globe made of copper, pewter, and brass. And inside that globe, an orrery, system within system, rings within rings, metal representations of all the solar systems of the inhabited part of the galaxy were in clockwork motion. Then it stopped. Lights like stars pulsing started to wink in random rippling patterns, and so small they could hardly be seen. Hundreds of people began to emerge out of brass iris doorways from the globes that represented planets. men in work gear, men in street clothes, men dressed as beggars, men in aristocratic finery, all filing down the catwalks in military order like ants coming out of a giant anthill. So that's how they're controlling it all. Name of the faith, This, this is a transport device. Every one of those planets is a transport orb instantaneous travel to anywhere in the galaxy. And the people filing out of the conjunction are coming back from missions, from worlds spanning the quintocracy. Faith, the influence they must have. The destinies they must be directing. And so many of the evil things that have been happening lately Uh, Solarium, the wars, the oppression can be traced right back to here to this aristocracy of the occult, the sons of the assigned. (laughs) It was now late afternoon. The entrance to the Anquanot Solaria mine looked something like the cowled head of the Kayambudan serpent of the Fang. Here was mined the element that was now powering most of the quintocracy, but with great power. Always comes great danger.
3: There's loose solarium. It just started igniting. There must be relinium in that water. I mean, it's a chain reaction. Entire thing is just gonna blow. Name of the
6: faith, I told them this was going to happen. And to hell with protocol. Unauthorized opening of worker containment area. Frank, the containment area. Workers! The gates are open. Run! As far as you can. As fast as you can, Jack!
3: How many workers got out of the mine? Oh, less than half. Two work crews, uh, uh, 80 or more, were on the other side of the chamber. Oh, look at that, there's no, oh, we're too
2: close. I don't think we're gonna make it, not
3: even out of here.
1: Mother Creation, what have we done?
3: that a cabal of even the admittedly super-wealthiest could invent and build their own covert transport device. Uh, the very scale of both that and the ecological disaster on Kaambudana. Oh, my heart goes out to all those who lost so many and the decades it's going to take to heal their world. Uh, I think it... I think it shows you can never be too vigilant. All any of us want is our own little comfortable world. But while we sleep, I guess there's always someone else out there planning the shape of our future for us.
0: Perhaps it's time to rebalance the equation. Even on Earth, they now say, make art, not war.
3: Yes, isn't
4: I, that yes that exactly. That? Yes, I am. No, I am not disagreeing. Would... I, I like to think of it as uh, symphonic electro impressionism, with a heavy industrialized tube-enhanced, resonant glow particle articulation.
5: On PR News in Washington, I'm close to being brought under control. The past is bleak since four. In South Dakota, firefighters say prices on the Tokyo Stock Exchange called symptomatic of reluctance to join in global efforts gained one point. They're ready to explain that claim of information situation investigation. The White House says this is PR News. PR News, Washington. Defense Secretary Robert Gates has canceled South America for eight days after state lawmakers failed to break Pennsylvania. Congressional Democrats are set to resume PR news
1: in Washington. This is Reimagined Radio. Our episode is Nirvana and Gehenna by Gerald McGuinn and Mark Rose. We'll continue the story in just a moment. Programming like this is brought to you through the generous support of our founding sponsors at ADCO, Commercial Printing and Graphics, Clark County's local print shop since 1993. ADCO features stationery, posters, flyers, tickets, business cards, stickers, catalogs, and much more. Print on anything and mail anywhere. Learn more at adco1.com. The number one dot com.
2: Big thank you to Craft Cannabis, formerly known as New Vansterdam, for their ongoing support of KXRW Vancouver Radio. Craft Cannabis is Vancouver's premier cannabis market for those 21 years of age and over. Visit CraftCannabis.com to view an order from their full online menu. And they offer in-store, curbside, and touchless pickup to better serve you. Craft Cannabis is located in the Heights Shopping Center on the corner of Mill Plain and Andreessen Road. Open 8 a.m. to 11 p.m., 365 days a year. More information available at craftcannabis.com.
1: This is Reimagined Radio presenting Nirvana and Gehenna by Gerald McGuinn and Mark Rose. Let's continue listening to their story about this imaginary world.
0: And now a special event. We go live to the inventor of the transdimensional quantum frequency oscillator, the device that has made all of this possible. Professor Thedgar Redlington, are you there?
4: Uh, now, you see, if you squeeze right here, see what happens to the eyes? Yeah, that's a fun... Yeah, I know, but don't pull those, because if you get... Then the whole thing comes off. See, there's a spring in there. You see that? Yeah, now, don't squeeze it, because it'll stink. Okay? So don't do... Hey, wait a minute. Huh? What? Uh, hey, oh, no, no. Pipe, pipe down. i got to hear this. Uh, Katie, is that you? Uh, Red, uh, Professor Redlington, rather.
0: I trust all is well on your own personally-owned planetoid.
4: Could have been ours, Katie. Oh, 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 no, no, no. Now, don't pull on those, because see, it'll go, and then it'll puff and stink. So don't, yeah, don't do that. Oh, my God. Kids, you know, you can't give them away, and you can't lock them in the celery cellar.
0: I, uh, Red. how did you invent the trans-dimensional quantum frequency oscillator? Oh,
4: just call it the QFO for short. Ham sandwiches.
0: Your, uh, your signal may be breaking up.
4: No, 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 honestly, I couldn't get sassafras effects one day. Biggest blues and big band feed in the galaxy. I went to make ham sandwiches for the kids, and the auto rotor sliced the ham so there were great big holes in the middle. <laughs> well, the kids loved it, but that was it.
0: I can um, usually follow you, Red.
4: Plain is mustard on rye, I recalibrated the galaxy feed to re-amplitude the multiplicity coil on the spiral dispersal turbinostat. So I'd get nine times the reception. Of course you did. Which is illegal, by the way. It is.
0: Somebody on the South Polar Band of Kayambudana got no big band that day. Oh, yeah.
4: Like they let those poor souls listen to sass effects in the solarium mines. But, but I didn't think of that. Well, anyway, don't haul me off to the hooskow. It didn't work. Red, we are live. Oh. You didn't get boosted FX reception. No, no, I got some howling typhoon over some place called, uh, Dayarwanae. It was one huge city covering an entire continent, all white, and the whole thing was ringing like the left end of a hornet's nest in an industrial tumble dryer, because the wind was making the towers vibrate out of phase from their subterranean power source. It was like... Some kind of audio feed from hell. I've oh,
8: oh,
4: sorry. Hey, I tell you what. Let me let me. I'll play a patch here. Did you ever notice how these things break off right here? Look at that. Terminated. Son of. Me. Well, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, that was my introduction to Aradom, and later that day. I fine-tuned the QFO and invented the trans-dimensional ocular globe so I could see the places I was hearing. Then I backed up some mind-boggling distance with no name, and there it was, the DNA strand, the dimensional spiral. I got a team together at the university, and we started homing in on world after world after world after world.
0: But the two worlds we're covering tonight have become a special study for you and the university teams.
4: Well, they're connected somehow. This Earth and Aradam vis-à-vis Farwan, you could see it as a golden thread something's going on in both worlds and they evidently need each other to survive
0: you mean they're communicating
4: well not directly earth's current culture is too young at least this last phase of it it's on a quarantine list in its own galaxy
0: then how
4: i'm not sure all i know is that things are bad in both places and getting worse and if things don't straighten out they're both heading for Armageddon, as the propaganda boys called it back in the war I was drafted into. What? Oh, three, four wars back now. I can't keep track. This is PR. Ready for citizenship? Hello, hello. It's hello.
1: PR on PR and PR your Radio.
3: Some people who haven't been civilized
5: properly or socialized properly do save kitchen chemicals and lab chemicals
1: to use as weapons. <sighs> We're all going to die.
2: Well, I think we are all going to die, but I think most of us, we're going to die Mm -hmm. cancer or heart disease or stroke or many of the diseases. We are ready for Kansas City.
0: Often miss the more interesting, richer dynamics of this part of life. I hope you'll try to squeeze religion into categories of foreign and white, black and against. P.R. on your favorite P.R. to P.R. It's P.R. It doesn't sound like we're doing much better.
4: Well, you know, I love that actor from Earth. You know, the one from that uh, Who's It Show? It's got a big box and fl- You know I me, mean? huh? Yeah. Anyway, the whole spiral we're in is in some kind of astrological complication patch. It's those bad times you hear tell of from old coots like me. It's like a big old fat conjunctive past sine wave, and right now, we're all on that valley loop.
0: Any sign of the next up phase?
4: Well, uh, I love that. guys <laughs> Anyway, you gotta get your fat pass up that really big hill before you can see the view from the top, don't you? And it'll be a lovely view. But
0: then you've got to head back down off the mountain and back to reality.
4: Well, that's the terrier hair of it, yepers. Stiff and wiry, but you know, you can't stop loving the dog for it. If you get the big picture once in your lifetime, you gotta count yourself blessed. Oh. No, no, now you've done it. Oh, for oh, that's oh, yeah, that stinks. Oh, hey. hey, no more holy ham sandwiches for you two. Oh, careful! Now you just go get that big old Pliocene dragonfly net and start catching those floating cinder nodes, or they'll burn holes right through the walls and everything else. Oh, gotta go, Katie. Uh, wish you were here. <laughs>
0: I wish I was, too. <laughs> Cinder nodes and all. Well,
4: really can't be any worse than dealing with those networks <laughs> <No! No! laughs> See, I told you. We didn't need a skylight there. <laughs> now, oh, oh. oh, Lordy, there goes the fire system. Cover everything. Quick, K- Katie, love you. Yeah. Oh, you two are so grounded.
0: <laughs> Professor Thedgar Redlington, S.Q.C. Esquire, Quintocratic University, beleaguered dad, and quite likely the most brilliant mind of this generation, inventor of the QFO.
3: Okay, well, well, well they. <laughs> oh, sorry, they. There's that uh, mysterious group of people again. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to sound like one of those conspiracy nuts, okay? <laughs> Let's just call them the, uh, money moneymakers. Easier, yes. They keep pitting us against each other, don't they? I mean, I hear good people, people with decent hearts, that I have barbecues with. But they chuck up some latest news item about some planet they've never been to, and suddenly it's those so-and-sos, they say. Uh, Fill in the blank. Enemy du jour here. The universe would be better off without them.
6: It's PR News. It's violence.
5: (laughs) And it's but first... From PR News in Washington, I'm in control. The militant Islamist group Hamas are NBA champions again. Last night in Cleveland, they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers 83 to 82 after six days of bloody combat against PR News. The Palestinian Prime Minister Mahmoud Abbas has dissolved in Brussels. He said earlier he's not willing to do that. In a letter released yesterday by the Senate Judiciary Committee, two Justice Department officials confirmed that PR is bad. PR is bad. She said, this is PR News. Pop quiz.
4: Question. Earth Entertainment Series, Max Headroom, and Firefly. What two very related factors did they have in common?
3: So my point is, before we write off entire cultures, I think you have to sit down and and break bread with the average working people under these regimes. And nine times out of seven, you'll find you have more in common than not. (laughs) Matter of fact, It's a pet theory of mine, that the internationalization of cuisine is doing more to create eventual peace in the galaxy than almost any other factor. I mean, you know, it's hard to hate someone if you love their food.
7: I want to share some of the brighter moments from this planet Earth. I think it supports the notion that up and down the spiral, all cultures we have come across have two things in common, more than any others. Hope for a better future, against the odds. And humor, a sense of irony about life. So many times it's laugh or cry, and there's the connection. Humor gives us hope against the odds. Let us remember that in an era where people thought building bomb shelters would protect them from nuclear holocaust, this also was going on.
5: I tell you, I tell you, Bergen. It, it, it is just ridiculous. You, you being in this youthful show. Oh, come now, Charlie. I'm not so old. I'll tell you now. Let's be honest, Charlie. On my last birthday cake, there were forty-five candles. Isn't that right? Well, they were on the piece I had. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Gracie. I thought of something today that you will never remember. What? I still owe you $3. No, dear, it's $8. I gave you 10 the day we were married. <laughs> hey, I've got a wonderful idea. Harry, you dress up like the Swami and tell Gracie not to divorce George. What? Look, all you have to do is wear a turban and a beard and a long robe. A man would be an idiot to dress up like that. They really put us in a beautiful theater <laughs> that, for our first show on television. That's what I was going to say, Lou. This is one of the most gorgeous theaters I've ever been in. Abbott. One of the finest theaters. You get that beautiful wall over there. Marvelous. Isn't that a nice wall? It is really. Do you know what that wall reminds me of? What? This one over here. I asked that. <laughs> Walls are wall. Take your fingers out of your mouth. You want to poison yourself? Yeah. What makes you so dumb? It just comes to me your natural. That's what I thought. <laughs> did you ever go to school, stupid? Yes, sir. And come out the same way. Well, that but I know. <laughs> and here he is the one the only never heard of them oh that's me
3: i have a pair of Rhodesian ridgebacks
5: (laughs) (laughs) well if you keep your mouth shut nobody will notice (laughs) (laughs) What is a Rhodesian Ridgeback? Uh, it's a lion dog. A what? A lion dog. Well, I'm a lion dog myself. <laughs> He's got more a hop in him than hop along for we're me. Blackstrap, molasses, and the weeds germ bread. Make sure so long you wish you were dead. You had some yogurt and you'd be well fed. With blackstrap, molasses, and the weeds germ bread.
4: And now, your answer to the pop quiz. Earth Entertainment Series, Max Headroom, and Firefly. What two very related factors did they have in common? What, what, what? what what's the an- an- answer? Intelligence and cancellation.
0: We wrap up tonight with a ray of hope. A recreation featuring Grendan Thales of one of the most inspiring moments in Farwani's history. The moments that make all this worthwhile. Well,
7: that's the whole point, isn't it? All of life is a spiral. Literally. And so we have this burning desire to ascend and ascend. And sometimes we use that against ourselves. And sometimes it brings us closest to that great mind spirit, whatever you choose to call it, a rose by any other name. You have these moments of beauty and brilliance against all that pain, and it just makes it the sweeter.
3: Okay, um, let's see. Yeah. So where is the spiral going? You know, well, evidently, the further down you go, the more frightening and primitive the dimensionalities get. I guess that's the, uh, The primal core. Uh, You must need something from that. Maybe it's the uh, survival instinct. But uh, the further up you go, the the purer things become. Oh, and uh, the problems become more complex, too. That's clear. Very complex. Uh, Life isn't about sitting still.
7: To life, and all it brings.
0: This has been Katara Collins. Thank you for being with us tonight. We leave you with a great historical event of Farwan, presented as a children's story by the Encerne Art Ensemble. A look at what could be in our future, should we allow ourselves to get there.
3: The laughter of the evening. It was a clear blue twilight the kind of crisp autumnal evening when everything stands out in crystalline relief. In all the three continents of One, there was no place quite like Lake Jonanon at this time of year. There was a scent like amber leaves, auburn spices, and icy waterfalls. The gondolas of the mangrove harvesters cut clear wakes in the towering reflections of the trees as they headed for home. and the otherwise still lake waters were the purest of azure blue, just beginning to reflect the pulsing stars glimmering overhead.
2: Light another lantern, will you, Faberus?
3: Asked the wife of his host.
0: The high one there? I left the lighting stick on the front porch.
3: Aenea never thought twice about asking the famed Darewether to do this or that, and her husband, Jarl, chuckled to himself, <laughs> shaking his head. This was Faberus Faberus Berendon, the most renowned darewather in all of Far One, who could light the entire sky with rippling auroras, or show entire villages, eon-spinning vistas of the age of serenity. And she asked him to light lanterns. Faberus caught his friend's slight dismay. You know I don't mind. And without so much as glancing up, the lantern was suddenly merrily burning, casting a rich amber glow from the cottage peak down over the balcony pier.
7: (laughs) Of course he doesn't mind,
3: said Anir with a laugh.
0: Not when I'm making him his favorite dinner while you two lays out here on the deck. And
3: she bustled back inside. We're so happy to have you here for the harvest, Faberus. Jol smiled at his old friend, studying him with concern. It had been years since they had had the chance to catch up. Strange things had been happening back east, and berendan looked a little tired. The cares of the world were beginning to show, and Favoris clearly welcomed his moment to relish a simpler life. They settled back in sloping chairs and surveyed the pristine evening. The harvesters had all docked now, and all along the circle of the lake fading into the distance Lanterns were lighting along the pier-side porches of the homes along the shore. Several children were playing down by the water, delightedly laughing at the antics of a family of squanchlings, rooting for lake berries at the water's edge. Anir bustled back out with a tray of appetizers and drinks, and settled into a third chair. A pale green satellite was just rising over the mangrove, embossing the trees in jade, adding its reflection to the darkling lake.
7: The planet of peace,
3: murmured Anir.
7: This is my favorite season here.
3: The laughter of the children curled up from below. Mother Squanchling, a little put out by the children's persistent attention, had launched herself indignantly into the lake. Twelve little ones following, bobbing and squonking in a convoy towards a patch of floating lake berries.
2: <laughs> My, I wish I could bottle that sound,
3: said Anir, as the children's hilarity made them all grin. Faberis tilted his head to one side. Clearly a thought had struck him. He stood suddenly and looked down from the pier. Maybe that can be arranged, he said cryptically. He stretched out one hand, and light began to glow around it. A look of intense concentration knitted his brow, but his eyes were full of mirth. Then, as the children laughed below, it was as though their breath was turning into a blue mist. The same azure as the last line of twilight on the horizon, one by one the children grew silent as that mist rose above their heads and began to coalesce into a shimmering cloud. Brighter and brighter it grew. All up and down the lake now, everybody sitting out on their balconies felt a joy rising in their hearts as the light grew stronger, the joy grew with it. Now it was spiraling, spinning, twisting like a comet. And in a huge arc, it suddenly flew towards the waiting Darewather. Stretching out his left hand, a crystalline orb appeared in it. And with a blinding flash, the comet of light streaked into the globe. It coruscated once, brightly. The globe radiated. White streaks of light pinwheeled around it.
5: Favorous,
4: well, what have you done?
3: Asked Joel with awe, I've turned the children's laughter into light, and he grinned and handed the orb to Anir, who held it as if it were the most fragile thing in the universe. It's the laughter of the evening, my gift to you,
4: for inviting me here on this most perfect of evenings.
7: This is too beautiful a thing for only me!
3: Exclaimed Anir.
7: Oh, of all the beautiful things you have created, Faberus, this must be the most sublime. You must make this a gift to everyone.
3: Faberus laughed. <laughs> My dearest Anir,
4: you are right, as always. I will teach other Darewathers how to create this light, and all of Farwan shall
3: share this joy, but you shall keep the first. And with a gesture, the orb disappeared from Anir's hand, and suddenly, the lantern above their heads vanished. The orb appeared in its place, casting the light that was made of children's joy down on their upturned faces as Anir beamed and squeezed Berendan's hand in a heartfelt thank you for his gift to her and to all of Farwaan. This has been a transdimensional media production of Nirvana and Gehenna, Life in Alternate Dimensions, channel-banded galaxy-wide by QBS.
4: TM would like to thank the following people and institutions for their generous contributions to this project. John Barber, Washington State University of Earth, for the inspiration to produce this program. Now will info and technical support. Our cast included Jody Lorimer as Katara Collins, David Mayer as the Vossenbinder newscaster, Sam A. Maury as Grendon Thales, Eric Newsom as the QBS title announcer, Jan Powell as Mahudine Anna Norova, and Mark Rose as Professor Thedgar Redlington and the keycard, the QBS archivist. Clips included the talents of Greg Alexander, Linda Gertz, David Loftus, Mark Loring, Sam A. Mowry, Eric Newsom, Chris Porter, Mary Thomas, and Susan Zeitlin. Special thanks to Mr. Fernande nende Murr for the open archiving of the brilliant PR news of the world. Praise Bob. Also to archive.org for keeping very recent but increasingly forgotten audio and video history available to the public. For visuals of both the dry smoke and far wand dimensionalities, visit drysmoke.com. And on Vimeo, search The Golden Age of Farwan for a short film animation from which the soundtrack was taken. Nirvana and Gehenna was produced by Mark Rose and written by Gerald T. McQuinn for Transdimensional Media.
2: You're listening to QBS, now reassigning to Crossband 8,000.
1: This is Reimagined Radio presenting Nirvana and Guhenna. We'll continue our story in just a moment.
2: Big thank you to Kraft Cannabis, formerly known as New Vansterdam, for their ongoing support of KXRW Vancouver Radio. Craft Cannabis is Vancouver's premier cannabis market for those 21 years of age and over. Visit craftcannabis.com to view an order from their full online menu, and they offer in-store, curbside, and touchless pickup to better serve you. Craft Cannabis is located in the Heights Shopping Center on the corner of Mill Plain and Andreessen Road. Open 8 a.m. to 11 p.m., 365 days a year. More information available at craftcannabis.com.
1: This is John Barber, producer and host of Reimagined Radio. I want to thank you for listening and ask for your help supporting Community Radio. Community Radio works because people volunteer their time and effort. But it takes more than volunteerism. It takes money to pay the rent and other expenses that keep a community radio station operating. So I'm asking you to visit the website of your community radio station and engage with the donate button monthly contributions or one-time donations are available your contributions help your community radio station continue to provide locally focused programming and information thank you for your help supporting community radio this is reimagined radio and you've listened to nirvana and guhenna by gerald mcguinn and mark rose Next, Mark Rose offers behind-the-scenes information about this imaginary world.
4: Hello again, Mark Rose here. You know, I thought we might do a little deeper dive into just what, in blue blazes, we were endeavoring to create when producing Nirvana and Gehenna for a broadcast audience. With help from my longtime collaborator on this and many, many other radio and non-broadcast adventures, Gerald McQuinn, we're going to try to fill in some of the backstory on this program. Several of the segments in this show are based on, or are in many cases, lifted from prior productions of ours. We had been producing a series for public radio which started in 1980 called Dry Smoke and Whispers Radio Theater which involved a telepathic special detective set on an exotic other world called Quimet. Well, think of the Maltese Falcon meets Blade Runner with a hint of Fritz Lang's Metropolis thrown in for good measure. The show ran for about five years and had a run on Sirius XM satellite radio as well for a while. So we had an inventory, which was really good because in 2010, we learned of an opportunity to produce a program that would be heard worldwide in an international producer's exhibition called Radio Zero. That year, it was to be held in Portugal. Oh, one more thing. We needed to have something
8: in the can in one month. Here's Gerald McQuinn. So the very first challenge with this was no time. We found out about it a month before it needed to happen. That meant we might have time for some new production, but not a whole lot, because we need to bring people in to do this and create new effects and so on. So it had to be a compendium of things that we'd already done, but bridged together creatively. And how to do that. How
4: to do that indeed. So we needed a spark to set this thing off. We talked about using this opportunity to showcase the various worlds we have been developing since Well, really, the 1970s with our first project, but we didn't want it to be so self-referential that it became ponderous. So, for some reason, I thought of the Hindenburg disaster and mostly the poor chap that covered the event. A wee tiny voice in my head said, you know, what if that had happened in another
8: dimension at the same time? Because, as Gerald says... It's such a dramatic point in history. It couldn't be missed. It was a turning point in uh, everything uh, leading up to World War II, and it was public domain. So we decided, well, what if we took the archival footage of the Hindenburg and literally morphed it into a science fictional event from our dry smoke and whispers dimension and make that seem as real as the event that we hear from Earth? And it turned out to be an incredibly effective moment in this that led to what do we do with the rest of it. We made the decision to format the show, much like a
4: radio documentary, something that you might hear on uh, NPR, for instance. Except in this case, we used QuayMet's own public broadcasting service, QBS, to be the launching point for the show. Uh, By the way, this network, QBS, yeah, well, it figured prominently in our radio series, Dry Smoke as the show itself, Dry Smoke and Whisper's Radio Theater, was being, okay, air quotes here, broadcast from another dimension for our audience on Earth. And since we had such a wonderful stable of voice actor pros willing to jump into the waters with us, we thought we might actually have a shot at doing this. But we wanted to do more than just raid our show archive and sling a bunch of clips together. To do this properly, we really needed to expand the vision of this documentary.
8: Well, the very first latchkey that fell into place was that we would have to be uh, accessing archival footage from Earth, because that was a major facet of this. It was about cultural comparisons, and we decided to stretch it past Earth and tie it in with the two dimensions that we had already been working with for years and years.
4: And now, that's when it really became fun at least for me as a producer. Here we were able to combine our archive of materials with the archives of historic events of Earth, be it political or humorous, maybe even musical, whatever we wanted, as long as the materials were free and clear to use, of course, and matched with the trajectory of events we were talking about. Archive.org is a tremendous and invaluable resource for all things. (laughs) <laughs> and we made good use of their libraries, including grabbing a segment of PR News, that's N-U-E-S, by the legendary audio collage conspirator and mysterious man of mysteries, Fernandine de Limur. I gotta say, too, just speaking as the producer now, having all these historical segments sitting together on a timeline was an eye-opening experience. Combining the real historical excerpts with the uh, uh, alternate reality parts was really compelling. And for me, anyhow, it seemed to be working. It just didn't appear to be wildly disparate segments tied together randomly. They had a cohesion. A story was emerging. A message, even. Let's wrap it up with Gerald.
8: The second thing was we had always thought of these places as real. And part of the mythology behind this was that uh, one dimension, far one, was nine spirals up, a literal DNA helix of dimensions, that the universe was a DNA chain, essentially. So then we thought, well, we'll make the dry smoke dimension, four and a half spirals up, far one is nine, and poor Earth here is down at the bottom. (laughs) And as you go up the chain, the more rarefied and aesthetic the events become, but at the same time, that common thread of humanity remains. Conflict remains, the human condition remains. The human condition remains regardless. It's part of all of that. And how do those things interlock and parallel each other? That was the genesis of creating the uh, core of this collection.
1: This episode of Reimagined Radio, Nirvana and Guhenna, was an original audio drama written by Gerald McGuinn. Sound design and post-production by Mark Rose of Fuse Audio Design. Graphic design by Holly Slocum. Social media by Regina Carroll, Social Media Management and Photography. For more information about Reimagined Radio, this episode, and to subscribe to our Snappy Program Guide, Please visit our website, www.reimaginedradio.net. That's www.reimaginedradio, all one word, no punctuation.net. This is John Barber, producer and host. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us again for another episode of Reimagined Radio.
6: Thank you for listening to Wednesday Wonders right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual feeds, including... Monday Matinee for classic live and theatrical audio plays. Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama. Thursday Thrillers for action, adventure, mystery, and crime drama. Friday Follies, our end-of-the-week comedy series. Saturday Story Circle for kids and families alike. And Sunday Showcase, bringing you the very newest in audio releases for the week from our United Artists of Audio, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.